This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Kara Martinez, Vice President of Revenue Cycle at Renown Health in Reno, Nevada. Kara, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a joy to be here. Fantastic. Well, I know we'll talk a lot about some of the big trends in healthcare and challenging issues for you as a leader of Revenue Cycle at Renown. But before we do that, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm our vice president of Revenue Cycle for Renowned Health. Renowned Health, for those who may not know, is a locally owned non for profit healthcare network located in northern Nevada. We have about three we do have three hospitals and we have about thirty six medical groups and urgent cares. Um, we also have one of Nevada's um, only non for profit insurance companies, Hometown Health, that is underneath our renowned health umbrella. Um, I joined Renown in 2005, um, straight out of college. Of my six, about a little over 16 years here at Renown, um, 11 of those have been within revenue cycle positions in almost every department. But I've also held leadership positions within IT, our strategic planning team, process improvement, as well as our population health management team. Got it. So it sounds like you've just had a lot of different experiences, which will be really great for our conversation here. Um, so first off, what are the top three trends that you're following today? Top three trends that we're following, um, if I had to narrow it down to three, I feel like there's a lot more out there. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I especially today, um, is our government regulations that we're anticipating changing Um, ensuring our teams are aware of any proposed or approved regulations and how they impact our healthcare teams. That way we're prepared for when they go live. Um, Additionally, I think that we are consistently looking at technology advancements. It's really important that we support our teams by automating tasks and what is the right choice to make there. Are our current um, partners that we have in that space, are they meeting the demand? What are other healthcare networks using and how they're finding success through technology? And um, a lot with our EMR advancements as well. So um, uh, with our EMR, ensuring that we're keeping abreast to all of the changes and new options that come with every advancement. And then finally, I think this is what everybody is talking about is the patient financial experience. I feel like every podcast or webinar you attend, there's a mention of the patient financial experience and how we can be better. Um, Really, how can we enhance that experience? How can we assist our patients with navigating the complexities of the financial side of healthcare? Um, And seeing how what people are wanting or what people are seeing that's changing as our environment and our world has changed and how they want to be informed about the financial side, but also be supported through it. And that really makes a ton of sense. Um, thank you so much, Kara, for going through that with us. And, you know, thinking about that patient financial experience, what kind of changes have you made, if any, in the past year, but also, you know, ahead of that or recently that you feel like have really been successful in terms of making that patient um, financial experience better at Renown? Absolutely. We've done a ton in this space. Um, As anyone who's gone to the doctor, even for those of us who work in healthcare finance, it still can be at times very difficult to navigate. So um, things that we've done is that we recently have implemented a new EMR, through our EMR, a patient portal to access billing information, but also pay your bill online, sign up for payment plans, um, virtually also message our customer service team, and also linked all of that together with our patient financing partner. 
Um, we also did a big revision to our statements. Um, we did a lot of testing on our own families to ensure that they make sense, but also using our patient family advisory group that we have at Renown. Um, statements and looking through all of the discounts and what's been paid can be really complex, so we wanted to make sure that was simplified, but also ensuring that we had facts located either through our EMR portal or on the web that supported patients on questions that we continually see, such as, like, example, um, what is a guarantor? We use that term a lot on a patient statement, yet most patients probably don't know what a guarantor means. Um, we also have done a lot of updates to our website, and I can't say that we're done. Um, we went live with our new website probably about six weeks ago, and we're still getting new feedback, new questions. We're having our team members come with some great ideas about additional information that we need to provide to our patients. One of the things we're working on right now is putting on some video, video tutorials to show people how to use the EMR portal. Um, additionally, we've also created this little tasks are it's like a cross-functional focus group um, that's made up of employees from different areas and leaders who are passionate about improving the patient experience. And so they're focused on looking at um, the patient financial journey and looking at all of the intersections that we have within RevCycle and how that patient feels at that moment, and then identifying tactics we can help better to support them. So a couple of things that recently have come out of that focus group is um, equipping more in, um, education for all team members, regardless if you see a patient at your desk every day or not, making sure that they're aware of what are all of the payment options. Because as we are members of this community, a lot of our friends and families who know that we work at Renown, they have questions too about how to pay their bills. So we want to make sure that we have this army of folks who all understand how we can better support our patients. Um, but that work of that focus group only started probably about two months ago, and so it keeps changing. There's new ideas they have or new options they want to work on. Um, another idea that they came up with that they're in the process of implementing is being better partners with our community physicians and ensuring that they understand the, what the patient's options here are here as well. As many times those patients are going to have that conversation with either the front desk um, of that office or with the provider themselves. Got it. Absolutely. That's fascinating to hear. It really, you know, sounds like a lot of things that you have going on really focused on that patient experience. So that's fantastic to hear. Um, now, what are the most pressing challenges for you as in your revenue cycle teams today? I think there's, um, there's, there's pretty much, there's two of them and they're part of our priorities, but revenue cycle, um, as a whole is a series of multifaceted and interdependent processes. Like we all, we all have impact on each other's work in every department. Um, and that's just within RevCycle. And then there's also that connection with all our clinical teams. And so um, those processes really do depend um, on the people and the teams doing the work. So I think our most pressing challenge is ensuring that those teams have the support they need, whether that we talked about technology already, we also talked about educating them on what their options are for their patients, but I think we need to continually invest in our people, not only by promoting continuous learning and maybe career ladder programs, but ensuring that the programming and what we set up is working and that they feel supported. 
Um, also, I think we need to continue to build on shared knowledge across different departments, whether that's clinical or within RevCycle. Otherwise, I don't really know that we can successfully build on continuous improvement as the landscape of healthcare over, we've seen it change so much over the last 18 months, and I would anticipate that our change is not done here. Um, so first challenge is ensuring that our, our people feel like they're supported, that they feel like we're, in, we're making sure that they are knowledgeable, but also they have the technology to support as our landscape changes. Then secondly, I think the challenges we talked a lot about just now about patient experience, and that keeps changing too. And so as much as we've, we've invested into what our patients here at Renown see, I think we still have opportunity to continuously improve on it. We, um, one of the great things about some of our new platforms that we put in is that as you pay your payment, you have an option to put in a comment. And it's been really great. It's actually how I start my day every day is looking at the comments and you're seeing some of the struggles which are leading to some of the changes that we're seeing. So although we felt like we've given our patients all the support they need, I think that this is gonna be a journey that we're gonna have to continue to be on and continue to evolve. So I don't think that we are done yet. I don't know that we will ever get to the point where we say, like, yes, we fixed everything related to the patient experience. They're perfect. They don't need anything else from us. Um, so as the healthcare landscape changes, their experience changes, and we need to change our processes to match that. Got it. Absolutely. I think that's a great attitude to have and, and way to look at the situation. I know for patients, you know, the pay aspect of it, the financial aspect of it is really important. And oftentimes that'll include your efforts, but then also, you know, the way that they are interacting with their insurance companies and trying to figure all that out. Um, how do you work with patients on that level? And then thinking about the insurance companies as well, what's the relationship between, you know, your organization and those who um, uh, you have contracts with and are pay members that you're serving in order to really make sure that you have a, a place where your patients are feeling happy all the way around um, as much as possible? Yeah, um, actually, so we do a new employee orientation for um, anyone who works within a revenue cycle department um, biweekly, and in the this is actually commonly what we talk about. Um, the connection between insurance and the facility or the provider is complex, and we can't expect our patients to understand the nuances of it. So it is really, uh, we are privileged with the burden to help explain that. That is our job, is to help them navigate through what, how their insurance will pay, what they can expect, the connection between the two, because most people don't understand how different the two teams really function. Um, we are in a unique perspective because we do see things from our own health plan as well as from our facility. So we have the view from both sides and often our patients don't really understand that there's a difference anyways. Um, also, in um, my previous time or previous positions, I did um, work at our customer service team within our insurance network. So that was also an interesting way to hear the perspective from that end. But how we work better together, um, I think every anyone would, would probably agree with me on this, is every payer contractor, payer relationship is different. Um, some are really great partners and they really want to work with you to help keep the patient at the center. And so those are the relationships that we, um, we really kind of hold dear because that is such a great partnership in order to deliver better care for the patient. So we, in those cases where we have that really great relationship, 
what that looks like is that when there's issues with a claim getting paid is that we deal with it across our two teams rather than having the patient be the one to navigate what the facility or the provider has said over to the insurance company and the insurance company to then communicate to the patient what they need to the provider. Um, so those have been some really great connections that we've made. Um, a lot of our um, our value on our relationships with our payers is based on how they treat the patient and ensuring that they have that experience across both of our teams. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And just is so interesting to think about how that has evolved. And like you said, the importance of being able to communicate um, the insurance company's benefits packages and, and how things are going to the patients as they are trying to navigate their own financial and, and care journeys as well. I think the last question I have for you is how do you anticipate your strategy and your teams will evolve over the next 12 months or so? Yeah, um, over the next 12 months, well, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen to our healthcare environment over the next six months. Um, so I think that what we need to anticipate is that it's going to continually evolve. Um, even for those who, of us who have been in the industry for years, I think we need to continually educate ourselves on what the changes and nuances are and just be prepared to adapt. Um, so I'm not sure, I couldn't really answer exactly how we're going to change the strategy in the next 12 years, but I know that we need to be prepared for those changes. Um, but also our strategy will continue to focus on our teams. It will continue to focus on the patient. But as the environment changes, those tactics for how we achieve those, or successfully achieve meeting those needs, um, those will definitely evolve over the year. So, for example, um, improving the experience today for a patient, maybe moving more options online so they can self-serve or do it at the time that meets their needs. But we're going to have to continually go wherever the patient um, needs to go or where they are expecting to be able to do things. And so the support for a patient may change from being online to be something totally different um, over the next 12 months. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for having me.